All soccer meets still in Audubon, Minnesota, but now new locations been open for a couple of weeks now. Right here in Fargo, Veterans Boulevard. Stop on down, tell them Afternoons Live sent you. But they sponsored this conversation that we've been having for quite some time. Our friend Spencer Wirt, or as you have affectionately called him, the Meat Dude, joining us right now. Spencer, welcome back, man. How you been? Glad to be here. I've been good. How are you, Tyler? Doing uh, well myself. It's been pleasant out here, and in fact, uh, still uh, on that high from the ribeye that I cooked us uh, for Valentine's Day last night from All Soccer Meats. Had a great time there. You've been busy out in New Salem cutting up the beef. Yeah, it's uh, you know, every day is kind of the same, but every, it's still fun. Just so. every day you're hustling. Okay, I understand. I appreciate that. I got questions that have been waiting for you uh, since be- before the show started. I'm gonna dive on, and you can join the Adventure RV Text Club three five two seven zero. Is how you can ask questions on Afternoons Live. Tyler, question for the meat dude. Are ribeye steaks a prime rib roast cut into slices? Yes. Okay. Next one. <laughs> I guess the, you, you, yeah, <laughs> yes. You, there's your answer. You asked a simple question. He gave you the simple answer. Uh, Tyler, question for the meat dude. When I cook a prime rib roast, uh, I never get enough drippings to make au jus. What's your method of making au jus? Uh, I usually just buy the packets of aju if i'm gonna make it honestly and then i take any drippings that you get if you know depending on how you set up your cook if you can collect those drippings and dump it into there um but yeah i would i would agree that if you're if you're cooking your prime rib like i um have been preaching on the show for a long time you're hoping that all them juices are trapped inside so you don't get much dripping and it sounds like this texture is doing just that, so all them delicious juices are still inside the prime rib. Um, but, yeah, I, uh, I I buy the packets for sure. That's what we do as well at our place, just buy the packets and then go from there. Uh, you're not preaching. You're just suggesting. You're, you're educating. You're providing there you go. I couldn't. Wisdom. I lost. I lost. Yeah, I lost the word. That was a bad word. <laughs> that's you, okay. You're right, Tyler. It's Thanks just, for correcting uh, me. That's, I, I talk, you cut. That's what separates us right now. Yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll, when we work together, we'll get to the end of the segment. People will be more enlightened <laughs> on all things meat. Uh, you know, I had a question about, you know, New York strips uh, or some of those where you've got that fatty cap on the side that is kind of holding some of it together. I mean, isn't necessary to have that or do you – is it fine to cut that out? Does it add any value through the cooking process by leaving that fatty part on? No, it it really doesn't. Um, but, it, I mean, I'll be first to admit when I eat a strip loin or a New York strip or whatever it's called when you buy it, um, I love that little edge, you know, like a quarter inch of fat on a steak. You, you you include that in your bite of steak, and it just adds a lot of flavor. But other than actually eating it, it doesn't add anything to your steak. See, it's a I think it's a texture thing for me. Am I a wimp? Because it's just a kind of a texture that doesn't really make it. You don't drive with it. Yeah, no, it's just not for me. And I think I yeah, I take an informal poll at three five two seven zero. Do you eat the fat slice that's on your New York strip or not? Like, I, I like to have, you know, like, a pretty large chunk of meat with that bite. Um, I wouldn't say that I just cut the fat off and just eat the fat plain. Um, but then again, bacon is like, you know, 
30 to 40 percent fat and everybody eats that just fine why so, does that seem different I, I mean, the way it's cooked is it just simply it, the it, way it's cooked because it's fried yeah, up a little bit more yeah yeah but crisp that it crisps the fat up gives it a little more texture uh where in a steak that fat usually has a crust on it but the inside is pretty uh gelatiny uh-huh. that's a, a great way great descriptor yeah. spot on couldn't have added any more oomph to that so you're I saying, remembered that word, so we're good. Okay, you, you redeemed yourself, and we've only been talking for like six minutes. Well done. Uh, the So the ratio of that fat slice to meat is not 50-50. It's like 75-25 uh, or what? Yeah, sure. Okay. Seems like a good round number for us. Uh, question, uh, Spencer, do you uh, load up the seasonings on a steak or no? Um, I, I use the same seasonings. Of salt, pepper, garlic, um, pretty much whether it's steak or pork. Uh, on a steak, I honestly, I wouldn't say I drastically load it up um, per se. Pork, sometimes I do just because I think pork takes, like a pork chop takes flavor a little more than a beef steak. Or if I mean a beef steak, uh, you know, I want beef to be the star of the show. So it's uh, um, just a small coating just to get salt in there to, as a flavor enhancer and, and who doesn't love black pepper and garlic. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't say I load it up with okay. seasoning. Uh, speaking of the, the beef, I, when I was at all soccer's, we had, uh, in fact, you and I had a conversation a couple of weeks ago when I was over there. In fact, I think it was last week. I'm just losing track of time here. They had a couple monitors on one was to wrestling, which I dug. The other one was on Toby Keith. And then they switched one to a show of bearded butchers. So I started watching, and of course, you know how uh, social media works. And then I was getting forced into my newsfeed videos of bearded butchers. So I started watching, and I saw one where they were taking beef, and they would run it through a machine and then put it into like a fishnet-type binding that was quite loose. And it didn't seem like it was binding a wrap together. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um. No. No? Okay. I have no idea how to describe it further for you to paint the picture to get the answer. It seemed as though there was just kind of a fishnet, uh, and I don't know, Eric's pulling his microphone out. Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I've seen th- it on roast before, but it wasn't being done on a roast. Yeah, I, I'm thinking he is talking about butcher's twine, but sort of woven into yeah. a net-like net like yeah. structure. No, I understand, the net, I understand the net, but uh, uh, you're sure it was beef and not pork? Uh, yes. Yeah. Because what why, you just why, described. Why would that make it? Why would what, that make well, it what, what, what you just described is essentially the process to make um, boneless ham, like ham sandwich meat, right? Um, you take the whole muscle, you run it through a machine that um, it doesn't tenderize it per se, but it, 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 it breaks, it, it cuts into the point where the surface area is drastically larger. You get your salts and cures in there, and then when you shove it into a net and cook it, it all binds together, and you get one solid log of meat. Um, and then you can take it to a slicer and get perfectly even um, slices of, of ham. So if they were doing this with beef, maybe they were making some form of uh, roast beef or something. I, I'm I'm not sure, but uh, well, I did the some pre- sleuthing. The, the the steps you're you're the the steps you're describing is is essentially that just. Um, uh, creating, taking protein, restructuring it through uh, salting and, and um, um, 
salting and, and knife work essentially and then throwing it into a bag and it all sticks back together. It's I'm going to cool. stop giving these guys free advertisements here on Afternoons Live. They don't need it by the looks of their production. <laughs> but uh, I found the video I was looking at. Netting bison chuck roast is what they were doing. Oh, they were just netting a chuck roast. So, okay. But well, what, I, I went down a rabbit hole then, didn't but, I? Hey, that's fine. I felt, uh, again, more educated on the whole process on a variety of things that they didn't even ask. But what's the point of this netting? Just to hold it together through the cooking process. Well, okay, how um, was that simple? Yeah, depending on the, the, the protein that you're working with, bison a lot of the times uh, is a little more loose compared to the beef just because they don't have as much fat holding, holding the seams together. Okay. Um, so like a chuck roast definitely would benefit from netting while cooking. It holds all the protein together so that it just doesn't fall apart too early in the cooking process, yeah. if that makes sense. Makes perfect sense. In fact, somebody's backing you up here in the tax club. Spencer Worth, the meat dude, our guest. This is After News Live on KFGO. Uh, Tyler, when we have our elk processed in Wyoming, the roast came back wrapped in a net. So elk is another one that uh, was thrown into the tax club here as well. Yeah, 100%, for sure. Yeah. And there's there's certain cuts that we throw into a stretch netting too. Um, that's pork, like... Uh, because you can essentially do, so like if we take a pork sirloin roast and you peel off the tenderloin and the gluteus and the bottom sirloin and then you wrap it all up into a ball and throw it into a stretch netting, mm-hmm. um, it's got some elasticity to it so it holds it all tight because I'm not skilled enough to tie by hand. <laughs> like if you want to see something, Google some old school butchers tying roast by hand. It's mesmerizing. Yeah. Um, that's a side note. Uh, but, yeah, we, we do that a little bit in-house, but not too often. Well, I'll add that to my to-do list between now and uh, next Thursday when we uh, converse again about all things meat-related. I'm going to let you go this week, Spence. Always a pleasure. Sounds great. All right, you take Bye. care. Yep, Spencer Worth, the meat dude. Every week this conversation is brought to you by All Soccer Meats. You can find them at their new location right here in Fargo, South Veterans Boulevard. Uh, get on down there. Tell them we sent you. Buy some of the beef sticks. Certainly buy one of the steaks as well top notch and of course it's from that farm of all sagas to your fork through all sager beats uh and also if you are considering getting in that type of career want to be a meat cutter they are hiring in fact they'll you'll learn more about their new operation in just a moment